Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by my friend, Jason Miller, and we're going to focus on creating great content that people love to share and that can be used for generating leads. You're definitely going to want to pay attention to this episode. Also want to give you a heads up. I have been working with my team behind the scenes literally for months, as a matter of fact, since August, maybe even earlier, on a very exciting major new project, major new initiative. I can't tell you what it is yet, but I can assure you it's going to be huge and you're going to love it. So stand by for more details coming in a future episode. Also, I've got a really cool discovery I'd like to share with you right now. After introducing a vegetarian diet to piranhas, look what Michael Stelzner discovered. This new discovery is for those of you that sometimes need a break from your Gmail inbox, and it's called inboxpause.com. Inboxpause.com is a really cool service, and I have to give a hat tip to my friend Ray Edwards, who first told me about this and who has actively used this. What it does is it puts a big pause button in your Gmail And it stops all those emails from coming into your phone and every other source. And it allows you to go ahead, if you want to, and set an auto responder that basically says that the mail has been paused or something along those lines and that you'll get back when you unpause. And Ray swears by it. He says it's made his life so easy. He can just turn that sucker on uh, or turn it off, for example, on the weekends or whenever he's on vacation or for whatever purposes at all. And it's called inboxpause.com. I think it's really cool and I would check it out. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. 
We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And with that, let's transition over to today's interview with Jason Miller. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Jason Miller. If you don't know who Jason is, he's a senior manager of content and social at LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. He's also the author of an excellent new book called Welcome to the Funnel, Proven Tactics to Turn Your Social and Content Marketing Up to an 11. And I also have to note that Jason is an outstanding photographer and he specializes in photographing rock bands. Jason, welcome to the show. Mike, uh, thanks for the warm introduction and thanks so much for having me on. I'm such a big fan of yours uh, and everything you've done at Social Media Examiner. So thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, today we're going to focus on creating shareable content that also generates leads. But I just want to start out with the title of the book. Obviously, it's a play on the song Welcome to the Jungle, right? Because of your, your, your love of rock. Is that correct? That is very correct, yes. Uh, the, the title, actually, um, I was driving around in my car and I was trying to come up with a, <laughs> with a meme, uh, funny enough, years ago when I was at Marketo. And uh, I was, Guns N' Roses came on because that's what I listen to all the time. And um, I started singing Welcome to the Funnel. We got leads and names, and then it just kind of stuck. That's I thought so it would be cool. a cool name for a book. That is so cool. And the cover, describe a little bit about what the cover looks like. Uh, the cover is, <clears throat> is, a, is a new interpretation of the Guns N' Roses uh, cover for the single Welcome to the Funnel that came out in 1987. So it's funny. I sent it over. Uh, I had this idea. I wanted to have it very rock and roll and very Guns N' Roses-ish. Um, and I sent the uh, design over to, uh, to Scorch, who's the folks who uh, did the concept and creative around the book and the layout. And we found we kind of found the cool cover and uh, made it my own and then used all the cool Welcome to the Funnel fonts and it just made it a fun little rock and roll book. Is it kind of like a bullet or some sort of a what is that what is that thing on the cover? Some sort of like a like a like a um, a knob or something like that that's getting turned up. Is that what it is? It is a bullet casing uh, that's kind of worn down a little bit, and then in the middle is a uh, kind of a spiral, multicolored funnel, as if you're you know the sales funnel. You're being pulled in. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about your backstory, Jason, because I know you and I have known each other for quite some time. But, um, you know, how did you get involved with content and social? Tell us a little bit about that story. Sure. Um, Well, I used to work in the music industry. And uh, I think it was the music industry was just imploding in on itself. It was a very depressing time. Uh, I felt like we had fought digital for so long. By the by, the time we decided to embrace it, uh, it was too late, right? The genie was out of the bottle. So um, I kind of had to reinvent myself, and and um, I was really interested in the social, and I figured out uh, how to use Twitter, and I mean this, this is like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and I figured out, hey, this is a new way uh, to connect with people, uh, and I tried to bring it to the music industry at the label I worked for, and and they really weren't interested, so I. Uh, so I quit, uh, went back to school, got some training in you know, SEO and digital marketing classes, got my chops back up, went to a little startup here called Market Tools, uh, went over to Marketo and, and spent two years there, uh, which is accelerated learning course in, in advanced marketing tactics. And then uh, LinkedIn called and then, uh, now I've been here for almost two years. Well, I first met you when you were at Marketo. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you were doing for Marketo, just because I think that'll help give people some context in your experience. Sure. Uh, so Marketo, market automation platform, um, and, and it's in really smart marketers there. And I tell you what, Mike, uh, in, in two, I learned more at Marketo in two years than I did my entire life because it was such uh, a, a very fast-paced environment, the startup environment, right? So I led global and content uh, marketing 
there. Uh, and it's interesting because I was <laughs> I was doing the blog and all the social channels myself when I very when I first started there. It was it was chaos, but I learned very quickly. I learned how to um, how to solve problems other marketers had, and then write about them, and then build upon that. And that's how I grew my my blogging um, skills. And then you know. I, I took like a it was it was interesting because it was the world of B two B marketing and B two B marketing had been really boring uh, to be to be quite honest with you and so I kind of took this George I call it the George Costanza approach if you will where I do the exact opposite <laughs> of what everybody else is doing right so uh, somebody says something doesn't work in B two B like oh social media can't work for B two B well I would do the exact opposite and prove them wrong but after you know after. A, a, a tremendous amount of trial and error and finding out what works and scaling my content efforts, it, it, it you know, led to good success. Well, um, what's intriguing about you, Jason, is um, you combine the creation of content with also kind of influencer marketing. Uh, said another way, you're very strategic. I remember when I very first met you, I think it was at Content Marketing World. Was that, does that seem right? Yes. And I think you interviewed me and... Um, Talk a little bit about the importance of building relationships and how that ties to content, because I know that's been one of your little secret weapons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I cannot uh, tell you how much, how much, how important it is to include influences in your mar- marketing strategy, especially your content. Um, but it, think of it like this: when you're when you're just getting started, you're trying to build up and, and uh, get this this uh, get this presence and get known for what you do, or what your business does. You gotta get you gotta bring in the thought leaders in the space, right? How can you include them in your content? How can you take their wisdom uh, and 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 feature it in your content? It, it number one, it adds third party validation, some thought leadership, and it, it also keeps you from talking too much about yourself, which we know is is a killer in, in content. Um, but it also you know you get on these th- these thought leaders' radars and they start to pay attention and they know that you're helping spread their word uh, and then eventually you can find a mutual balance there um, so you know throughout the years uh, from going to conferences and, and networking and asking people to interview them for the blog and get little tips and tricks for this and that uh, you know I started then I started guest blogging so um, and that's where the real magic happens because then you can get your message to that audience uh, through a very natural um, conversational tone it works wonders okay so there's a lot of marketers listening right now who want to create content that will be shareable, you know, that others will enjoy sharing, but also can generate leads. What do you want to say to them? Where do they start? Uh, well, I, I live in the world of, of uh, the mentality of we don't need more content. We need more relevant content. So we have this concept that uh, we started with at Marketo. I brought over to LinkedIn called the Big Rock, right? So what's the conversation that you want to own? That's what you ask yourself first. Uh, and then you go write the book on it, right? So um, literally, uh, it's moving from thinking like a publisher to actually publishing like a publisher, right? I think that's where we're at today. So when I first got to LinkedIn, uh, the biggest question, of course, was how do I market on LinkedIn successfully? Uh, and the conversation was, was, was being owned by other folks, and I wanted to take it back. So we literally wrote the book on it, a 65-page book, a beast of a, uh, a piece of content. Um, and then to really entice that uh, from a sharing standpoint. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hold on a second. Oh. I don't want to skip past that too much. So what was this book that you, that you wrote? I mean, what was it about? Elaborate a little bit more so everybody understands. Sure. So, um, so again, we wanted to own the conversation around how do I market successfully on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and so we wrote, I wrote the book called The Sophisticated Marketer's Guide to LinkedIn. Ah. The all, and it's pretty much the all-encompassing guide to everything you'd ever want to know about marketing on LinkedIn, but written very strategically instead of instructionally, right? So keeping the product team at, at arm's length, if you will, uh, because we want to keep it uh, very helpful. 
Um, it's very top of funnel content, very broad reaching, but uh, it, it it was a gated piece of content because I felt like this is this is a pretty substantial ebook, uh, and we're just asking for your email address. So great for lead generation, great for bringing people into the funnel, uh, and then great for um, you know helping helping your fellow marketers and getting the word out. Okay, sixty five page ebook. Yes, that's scary for a lot of people. I mean, like. Um, tell tell us a little bit about what into what went into developing that, and you know, just so people can understand maybe how you went about doing that. Yeah, and and again, I know people are going to say, "Oh, but you're LinkedIn; you can create that." Well, I'm, I'm LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. We we operate. You know, we talk to marketers. Our audience is different than LinkedIn, so we do a lot of this on our own. Uh, and there's only at the time there's only two people on my team. So again. Um, in the in the thinking in the mindset of thinking about more content or more relevant content instead of adding just adding a bunch of more a bunch of uh, content to the mix, it's cutting down to the core and answering that question better than anyone else. How do I market successfully on LinkedIn? Uh, so we brought in lots of thought leaders and and you know Mike, I, I believe that uh, uh, you're you're featured. You have a couple quotes in the book, um, but we brought in thought leaders and we wrote this thing uh, with lots of tips and tricks from the experts and. Uh, it, it turned out to be a, a beast of a project, but you know it's as long as it needs to be. And and people will say, oh well, that's that's too much value in one piece of content. Well, we would slice and dice this thing, uh, you know, into many shareable assets that were ungated. Uh, that that turns out to be enough to fuel your social demand gen for up to a quarter, right? Doug Doug Kessler, the Velocity Group, says you need one home run per quarter. Now, while I love the blog, and I think you should be blogging as much as possible, daily if possible, that one big home run piece of content is what we call the big rock, and that could be a 65-page book on, on whatever conversation you want to own. Well, that's awesome. And in my, in my book launch, I call this nuclear fuel, and our example of this would be our industry report that we put out every year. That's about 50 pages of content, you know, and we release it for free for like two weeks and then we, 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 we gate it behind a form. Now, um, and by the way, I want to tell everybody this stuff really works, right? Because when, when, when you are providing great value, like, like what Jason's doing and all you're asking for is an email, I mean, that's a transaction people can get their brain around, right? Yeah, and and again, you know, it doesn't have to be a sixty-five page book. That we had a very, I had a very big story to tell, right? Marketing on LinkedIn is a very big story. Uh, if you're if you're you know if you have a smaller store, if you want to cut down to the chase a little bit more, you know, a five to ten page ebook is 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 might be your big rock, right? So it's all relative to whatever your story is and and how much effort do you do? Uh, you know, how many resources you do have to pull into it? Okay, so you've got this big old rock. For LinkedIn, and you mentioned that you were able to take pieces of the rock and maybe um, use those and, and ungate those and use those to generate a lot of social sharing. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit about how you did that just so people can get some creative ideas and how it connected everything together? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Um, you know, it's funny. I was at Content Marketing World, I, I, and, and I always tell the story. I love the story. This guy comes up to me and he says, because uh, we created these big rocks in Marketo too, we called them definitive guides. Um, and he comes up to me and he says, hey, man, I love your content. I love the big rock. Uh, I love the definitive guys you did at Marketo. I love the sophisticated marketers guide you're doing at LinkedIn. He goes, but there's too much value there in that content. And I'm like, I'm like you're out of your mind, man. You know, uh, what marketer's ever downloaded a piece of content and, and given it back and said there's too much value here? Yeah, like, who's ever said this is too good of a book? I'm going to return it to the store, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but I think he had a short-sighted view of what we were going to do with that big rock. So we put a tremendous amount of effort into it. Uh, and then we were going to slice and dice this thing. 
um, into several different assets. We call it turkey slices based on Re- Rebecca Leib's turkey analogy, which is a really interesting scenario on how to repurpose your content. Um, so out of this one big rock piece of content, we got, I, I think, 50 or 60 different assets out of it. We got three webinars. Wow. Um, we had two infographics, two slideshare decks, uh, I think 15 blog posts we lifted out of there. But these are all the ungated assets uh, that are at the top, the turkey slices, right, the tentacles out there in the social world that are driving it back to, uh, to the forum, to the big rock piece of content. If you're not ready to give us your information right away, uh, we're, we're going to stay top of mind with you with these little pieces that we repurpose out of there. And the beauty of it is these are already created. You just simply lift them out and then optimize them for different channels from SlideShare to, you know, to Twitter to LinkedIn, of course. Uh, and it, and it, again, this rolling thunder approach with the blog as the home base where everything lives – uh, it, it works wonders and it drives revenue. I mean, it, it really does. I got some numbers that will blow you away. Well, feel free to share them. Um, what, I, what I love, I mean, I'm thinking about when you're, I'm not familiar with this turkey analogy. I'm thinking about, you know, at Christmas when I carved up a turkey, there was chicken breast, there was, I mean, turkey breast, there was legs and stuff like that. I mean, is it, does, does it, is it somehow like different parts of the turkey represent different kinds of content? Sort of, uh, and it stems back from you know when when I was hustling <laughs> at, in my early days at Marketo, I I chased down Rebecca Lee because I was a huge fan of her um, of her of her book and and what she was doing at the Altimeter Group, and I said, hey Rebecca, can I, can I interview you for the blog at Marketo? But funny enough, I was really interviewing her because I had questions I needed the answers to. Right, and so I said, I said, I said, what do you tell businesses who say they don't have enough content? And she says, that's a very good question. She goes, I tell them to look around at what they have and then think about their content like, like turkey, like leftover turkey. So on Thanksgiving, you have this big, beautiful bird. And then what are you doing for the next 30 days? Well, you're repurposing this thing. Uh, you're making turkey sandwiches, turkey pot pies. You're making things with turkey you probably shouldn't be making with turkey. But, you know, you're being efficient. Uh, and then you use the entire bird. The mm. same thing could be thought of with your big rock piece of content. How much, uh, how much can you slice and dice this thing to fuel your demand gen and your social channels? Uh, and again, I've, we've used this piece for a, a, an entire year. Um, so it's still going strong. But it's, it's broad, it's evergreen, it's topical, uh, and it's helpful at the end of the day. Wow. I think right now a lot of people's minds are getting blown because so many of us are, so many of us get in this mentality of, okay, we need to be producing constantly and we never look back and we never think really many of us about what we've done in the past. That's great. And how it could be, um, you know, turn on its side and, and slightly cut a little bit this way and a little bit that way. And all of a sudden you've got something totally new, right? Like you've got soup instead of turkey. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, the, the bottom line is, have you gotten all the value you can out of each piece of content you use? Are you being efficient with that? Can you, a good content marketer should be able to look at a piece of content and say, I can spin it this way for this channel, right? And you do that and you scale it. And that's where the, uh, that's where the, the real, um, that's where the revenue starts driving, right? So how do you tie all these um, free pieces of content that tend to obviously be shared very heavily on social back to the, the mother rock or whatever you want to call it? How, what's the connection? Well, we do, um, you know, when I was at Marketo, we used Marketo and, and now we're an eloquent camp, but uh, we source tag everything so we know where, where our traffic is coming from, um, where the conversions are coming from. And once you fill out that form, uh, we put you into our, you know, if you're a qualified lead, you go to an SD or a sales rep. If you're not, you go into a nurture track where we nurture you with more turkey slices till you're ready to be sold to. Um, but we track it all. It, it's, I mean, the technology is out there to track it. You just it put little source codes in there to see where the content or where your traffic's coming from, um, where the downloads are coming from, which, uh, you know, which channels are, are driving the, the most qualified traffic into MQLs and so on and so forth. And then we took it global too. Uh, that one piece of 
content is in seven different languages now. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, and and you know, again, we did. It's 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 the gift that keep never that, that doesn't that keeps on giving because it's such uh, it's such a tremendous piece of content, and there's so many different assets we pulled out of it. Again, okay. uh, thinking of of more not more content, but more relevant content, and and you know, that's kind of the uh, the home run, right? That I was talking about. But it, in the meantime, we also blog every day and keep that strategy moving forward. So I think it's important to to find a balance between the big rock and then you know everyday content. Okay, so I'd still want to labor on this just a little bit more because um, while I can understand for a webinar and for the, the ebook itself that these are natural lead generating mechanisms, the infographics and the blog posts, that's the part that I'm struggling to connect back to the rock. Like, how do you go with the infographic? And do you have a little something at the bottom of the infographic that says, for more, go check out our, our free ebook? Or do you have something at the bottom of the blog post that say, for more, check out our free ebook? Or do you just kind of let those little assets kind of do their thing independent of the big asset? No, everything, you're right. Everything is tied directly back to the ebook. So it's like, here's a little bit of a, here's a taster, here's a teaser, here's like a sizzle reel, if you will, right? Um, it's, it, you know, if you think about it in the music industry terms, how I like to uh, think about things all the time, it's, you know, it's, it's the single, it's the new single from Beyonce is the turkey slice. And then uh, you like that enough, you're going to come buy the new record. Um, you know, that's the big rock. Excellent. Now, um, I would imagine there's plenty of experts out there that can create this content with direction, right? I mean, there's got to be, like I know back when I was the white paper guy, you know, I was one of those kind of people that would create these kinds of assets. Is this like good news for a lot of people listening right now that maybe don't have an in-house writer? They can maybe just, you know, kind of oversee or art direct something like this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I have... At the time, I had two people on my team when we created this piece in, in particular, uh, and it's scalable too, right? Because we just created our second piece in the series. But um, now I have four people on my team, uh, but I have a couple of different vendors who know us really well that we've been working with who understand our goals, and uh, they come up with the concept and creative. I, I, write, I write the copy. Uh, we bring in some third-party uh, uh, or some thought leaders to you know add their um, to add their expertise to the topic, and and they're happy to because we're going to put it in this book and promote it for them, right? right. So it's a, it's a win win for everybody. And again, making sure that this thing is is kept as a strategic guide and not selling um, that's the key point because this is very top of funnel stuff. Very cool. Now, um, you've been involved with some other interesting projects in the past. Um, and, or at least I've seen some of them, for example, through Marketo in particular, I'm thinking about, there was some sort of like, um, a workbook. I don't know if that was you. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's, <laughs> that's so funny. That was, uh, that was the George Costanza thing, man. That was doing the exact opposite. We did, it's called the big B2B marketing, uh, activity book. And it's basically a coloring book, like slash activity book, like these things you get when you're a kid. I gave that uh, to my children. I just want you to know. And they had no clue who they were coloring. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really funny. Yeah. We had like, you could color in Seth Godin or Brian Solis. Uh, it was really funny. And then there was like a, a full funnel maze and a dress up a marketer kind of thing. And then, um, little comic strips and everything. But we basically took, uh, the, this idea of, of you know adding a bit of fun, like marketing is fun again, um, especially for the in the B two B space. But it's funny because uh, I, I I developed that with Maria Pergolino, um, who's now at Aptus, and then Scorch was the agency we designed it with, and then the CEO of Scorch is, is my old college roommate. <laughs> so it's funny how we're still working together, you know, twenty years later. 
Um, but it's funny uh, that the idea from that, and this just goes to show that that, cons- that you're, you should, as a good content marketer, always look around for inspiration and then make a note of, of that because you will forget it. I promise you that. The idea for that came from uh, the Foo Fighters um, backstage rider. They actually uh, released it on the Smoking Gun a couple of years ago. You should research this topic. It's, it's hilarious. And so instead of like sending this, like faxing over this list of demands for the backstage uh, for their backstage needs, Dave Grohl put together a, a an activity book <laughs> for the people at each venue to do that tells them what he needs. Like we need this much beer, this much soda, and this is the dietary restrictions. But it's illustrated, and so we took that idea and applied it to a um, to an activity book, and then made it fun for marketers. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Now this is an example of a physical well. product, though. So we should probably clarify: this is something you handed out at trade shows, right? Well, you can download it. It's still available for download. It's one of the biggest pieces of content we did at Marketo, funny enough. And then uh, we did physical, we printed versions of it and sent it to everyone who was featured in the book and uh, gave it away at, at Marketo conferences and social media. And I think we gave one away at uh, Content Marketing World as well. But yeah, a really fun piece of content. Okay, so um, let, let's dive a little deeper on the influencer side of things. Um, you have worked with a lot of influencers, and I know you call many of them friends now, or at least they call you friend. Um, give, give everyone who's listening a little bit of guidance and wisdom about how to approach influencers, how to build rapport with them. Because, you know, the fact is you work for a brand and obviously they're not stupid. They know that you're going to be using that to, to generate leads for your business. So, um, how do you broach that fuzzy topic with them? You know, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. I mean, it's interesting now that, you know, that I have the LinkedIn brand um, with me. But when I first started, I had, it was a little company that nobody ever heard of before, right? So I had to hustle a little bit harder. So I think anybody can do this. I mean, and everyone, if you're, all the, all the thought leaders that I know are, are very approachable and very accessible. Um, with, there's a couple <laughs> that might not be. <laughs> uh, Which we'll go, it, we'll go without naming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, again, I, you know, I got my start, uh, blogging, you know, um, because I chased, I found Anna Hanley. I read her book, uh, Content Rules, years ago, and then I chased her around at these conferences and and uh, and told her how much I loved her uh, her book and I loved marketing profs. And then uh, I shared all of her content from the company I was working for and replied to her tweets and commented on her blogs. I got on her radar uh, and then just showed that I was a fan. And then I, I sent her a guest post and I said, I'd love to be a contributor on the blog. And that, that's kind of, I, I think that's really how I got here today. I mean, I started early, you know, uh, guest blogging on Social Media Examiner as well. And, uh, you know, through that process, that opened up a whole, whole new door. Um, my fr- I remember my first blog on there, you guys were like, all right, I need you to watch the comments section. It's like, you could spend hours on there <laughs> with exposure you guys get. Um, but that really opened up a lot of doors for me. But it, it all starts with just getting on these folks' radars and, um, and, and reading their books and sharing their content, commenting on their blogs, like adding value to the conversation. I know it sounds like a cliche, but if you want to get on somebody's radar, uh, if you want to make an impact, find 10 influencers and then go after them, man, and, and, and just let them know you're there. Let them know that you're there to help and let them know you appreciate their content. And I guarantee you, if you do it well, um, it, the, it, they'll, they'll, they'll jump on board eventually. Okay, so you're you're part of LinkedIn, and obviously SlideShare is a LinkedIn acquisition. So I can't go without talking about that a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on on SlideShare? How is your team using SlideShare? I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think you know I love SlideShare. I was a fan of SlideShare before I joined Marketo, and I used to uh, guest blog for the SlideShare blog. I was such a big fan. I even have a couple SlideShare T-shirts uh, laying around here somewhere that I used to wear. But um, 
I think it's a terribly underutilized platform, especially in the B2B space, right? It's, it's, uh, people think of, of SlideShare as a content repository when it's so much more than that. I think it's more of a, 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 you know, a visual content thought leadership platform, right? So what content do you have that you could turn into a, a self-guided visual journey? Um, and, you know, it, I've seen people at Marketo specifically, we took a white paper that had 18,000 views on it, which is, you know, pretty, very respectable number uh, of views there. Same damn content, and we turn it into a self guided visual journey, put it on SlideShare, and it got uh, 350,000 views in six months. Like crazy stuff like what? that. What? Yeah, yes. And it's the same damn content. Okay, right? now hold on. How, uh, explain what that means, self guided journey, a little bit, just so people can maybe model a little bit of, about what you guys did there. Well, you know, taking um, well, taking pure text and turning it into a visual presentation where, and I call it self-guided because it's rich media in SlideShare, right? And you just click through uh, slide by slide, and you're telling this beautiful story with nice visuals. It's it's uh, people people like to consume different or content in different ways. So if you don't have your content optimized and formatted to to meet their needs, so you're you're, you're missing opportunities there, right? People are searching on SlideShare uh, for questions and for inspiration. Um, and you better have content there, right? If, you, if you're serious about your strategy, it, it, it's its own it's its own search engine, if you will, in a way. Plus, it's indexed by Google. Plus, uh, the slides are embeddable across landing pages, blogs. Uh, they render beautifully in the LinkedIn feed and on Twitter. It's it's a great way to add uh, rich media to your content strategy, and and and, the, and there's back end analytics as well on, on the platform. It's just like it's, YouTube meets PowerPoint, really, right? Yeah, exactly. You can upload videos now to SlideShare as well. Really? Can yeah. can you put videos like at certain points in the slide process, so to speak, or is it its own standalone thing? Its own standalone thing. So, my understanding of SlideShare, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not an, a user, uh, but I'm a consumer of slides, and I have uh-huh. seen at a certain point where sometimes there's like a lead form that pops up. Are you using that? And do you do you have any insight on that? I know you're not on the SlideShare team, but from your own experience, maybe what you could share with us. I will tell you this. At Marketo, uh, SlideShare was our number one um, wow. social channel for lead generation. And what we found was it was really interesting. For some reason, we, I, we, I, I left before we could dig in too deep. But for some reason, um, people who touched our content on SlideShare were closed deals faster. Wow. Uh, it accelerated the funnel. It was really bizarre. <laughs> but it worked. Uh, and those lead forms, those lead gen forms that popped up uh, were were a major part of that. So you're going to have the lead form pop up in the middle of the presentation, which might seem annoying, but it's like, uh, you know, it's strategic. You've you sucked, it, you've it, sucked them in and they now want more, right? <laughs> yeah, you put, them, you put it in there where it flows nicely. Uh, but the beauty of that is, is you can sync that form directly into your market automation platform. So you can sync it into Marketo or Eloqua or HubSpot, whatever you're using, um, and it goes into a lead and it scores it, you know? Uh, it's, it's cool stuff. Wow, very cool. All right, um, on the social side of things, You've created this really cool ebook, um, and you've got some of these influencers involved in the ebook. Um, without coming off as too selfish or whatever, how do you how do you get some of these influencers to share this content, or how do you share it in general? You know, I mean, other than putting paid you know media behind it. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, you can certainly um, you know tag them, of course, in, in LinkedIn or, or Twitter or whatnot. But I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, what I found it works the best, you just email them or just call them and just say, hey, 
uh, here we have this new ebook. Uh, thanks so much for your contribution. And then write them a couple sample updates. Write them, you know, give them an abstract if they want to blog about it. Uh, write a couple of tweets for them. I mean, uh, you have to make it as easy as possible for them because they're very, very busy. Uh, they like to share good content. I would hope, uh, and I would hope that that the fact that they're included would would entice them even more. So uh, you just got to ask, and you got to make it as easy and frictionless as possible for them. I don't know if you've experimented with this or not, but um, with our industry report, we put social share buttons embedded in the PDF file itself so that in strategic locations, so they can literally just click on, on, a, on a Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Google Plus icon and literally share it out to their social channels as they're consuming the media. Have you ever tried anything like that on any of your e-books? We've done some cool kind of click-to-tweet stuff. Uh, I think that's the, the, the little app that works. But um, yeah, I, I love that idea. I think that, I think that works wonders. Um, you can also, there's also a little hack and slideshow where you can actually tweet, uh, put little tweetable moments in there as well, which is very cool. So slide by slide, if you do a slide of inspirational quotes of marketing greatness or something, you can put little click-to-tweet uh, hacks or uh, code in there and tweet it out. It's very easy to do. Yeah, very cool. If anybody wants to see how we did it, uh, you can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash, I think it's report 2014, or just Google the social media marketing industry report, and you'll see we've got them in a couple different locations. And the good news about it is you don't have to use click the tweet. Uh, each one of the networks actually has a long URL with a bunch of stuff that comes after it that you can customize. And um, if you just know what that URL is, which you can tell by clicking on the sample that we have, you can just essentially copy that URL and then sub in your data, and it works like a charm. And I would imagine you could add some UTM parameters to it so you could track that in Google Analytics to see if it's actually moving the needle or not. Um, Jason, I know you, you tend to do the opposite of what the industry is doing. <laughs> so what have, what have you got cooking or what have you been experimenting with over at LinkedIn that maybe we haven't already talked about? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, um, you know, we're always doing, we're always looking for new ways to connect with our audience and always looking for new ways to inspire marketers. So, uh, I am kind of, uh, doing some, something that's not the opposite. So we do have a podcast that is launching very shortly. Well, congratulations. Um, do you know what it's going to be, what it's called? It's going to be the sophisticated marketers podcast, uh, led by myself. So perfect. Well, by the time <laughs> this show comes out, everybody should go find that. Um, they could probably just search for Jason Miller or sophisticated marketer. Is that what you called it? Yes, absolutely. And then um, we have a couple other things. I'm, I'm teaming up with some influencers on a couple of really cool projects that I can't really talk about yet. But I can tell you uh, that I will be working with um, one of my all-time favorite authors and one of my all-time favorite influencers. So I am super excited uh, to see this. It's going to be something different and something very unique. Very cool. Well, Jason, um, I, wanna, I want you to tell everybody where they can find your new book, um, Welcome to the Funnel. Proven Tactics to Turn Your Social and Content Marketing up to an 11. And I also want you to tell them where they might be able to find you if they want to reach out and contact you. Sure. Um, I am Jason Miller CA on Twitter and uh, on LinkedIn. Just search Jason Miller LinkedIn. I should be the first one that pops up. Feel free to connect with me. Just drop me a little line on where you heard, uh, where you heard this at. And then uh, welcometothefunnel.com is the website. Uh, the book's available as paperback, and there's a Kindle version. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's everything. But uh, the book was a labor of love for me. It's a quick read, but it's everything uh, I know about social media and content rolled up into one with a little bit of a rock and roll twist. Um, so, but, but the stuff works, man. It's, 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 again, it's, it's not, it's not a, a bunch of research telling you why you need to do this. It's, it's actually how to do it. 
um, and well, it works. And what and you guys can tell Jason Jason comes from you know um, the school of having rolled up his sleeves and done this stuff. This is not a theory book. This is a practical book based on Jason's extensive experience, and I was extremely impressed with it. So I would strongly recommend you check it out. Uh, and again, that title is Welcome to the Funnel. Jason Miller, thank you so much for joining me today. Mike, I'm such a big fan of your work, so thanks so much for having me. It's been, it's been truly uh, an honor to be on here and a lot of fun. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I know there's a lot that we talked about. If you want to catch any of the resources that we mentioned, we make it easy by taking extensive show notes for you, which you can find at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 137. That stands for episode 137. Also, if you're not already a subscriber and you're listening to this on your smartphone, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're listening to so that the future episodes download for free. If you've not already done so, would you consider giving us a rating and or a review? You can do so at, at uh, socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes or socialmediaexaminer.com slash Stitcher. Uh, if you're an iTunes listener, you can even just go right into the iTunes app and, and you can do it right within there. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.